Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Carden, and with me today to bring in the new year for the podcast, I have a very special guest, which is Gav Purcell of the band By Curious. So, Bikers have a very special place in my heart for this show in that they were the first band to ever allow me to interview them, um, which is back by Zoom, actually. Now, it'll be two years next month. Uh, so, very special place in my heart. And today, we'll be chatting about the band's five-year anniversary of their EP, I'm So Confused, which was released in March 2018. It's crazy to think that that's been five years because I was at that launch. It just, it just does not feel that long. But anyway, we'll be chatting about that in depth. The band will be doing a very special show in Workman's to celebrate it, uh, which tickets are on sale at the moment. You can get them on Ticketmaster and MCD. Um, and on top of that, we'll be chatting about the album Reconstructed that they released in 2021. And a whole host of other things, what the band's been up to in the last year, what they have in store for 2023, and a few tangents here and there that myself and Gab go on. But uh, I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I have an absolute blast recording it. And here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Or not? Okay, well, no, we'll start now. Can we we'll do start it? Now. You know, Wayne's World is like, what is it? <laughs> Five, four. I've never actually seen Wayne's World. <laughs> there, there's some homework. We're here you. with one half of By Curious. <laughs> I will say that, Gav Purcell. Thank you for so much for joining us. You're the set. It's the second time you've been on. Yeah, yeah. The first time, time, first time was two. It was two years ago, and it'll be two. Well, it'll be two years next month. Yeah, the nineteenth was the birthday. Yeah, it's on the first time, but. The other half of By Curious Tyrant, yes. but is in Germany, so yeah, <laughs> here I am. I still can't believe it's been two years. Um, yeah. You've had a fucking mad year, Jesus Christ. Well, well, the album came out, was it 2021 the album came out? Yeah. 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 And then just been touring it. What was it like to finally get to play it live? Um, it was really good, yeah. I was just thinking about that because, because um, yeah, we released it over COVID. I think about that the other day. Because we did loads of those like live streams, kind of, oh, and I yeah, think that yeah. was. Can't even remember now. Um, if it was, we did live streams anyway, kind of leading up to the album. Maybe we had the album recorded. Um, but those live streams, like, it was mad because the government like funded a load of them, and uh, oh, I remember these, yeah, yeah, and uh, like it was really weird feeling, and it took a while to get used to those kind of live streams, and it's it, it's a very weird feeling playing. Um, to a room and it's one thing playing in to a room with people but it's a bunch of people just looking in a camera mm. and then when you finish a song and then no one claps at all <laughs> and like we've we've played gigs <laughs> but like I want to say like even two or three people in the room but at least yeah. they're kind of watching and they even give a scattered clap is it, ju- is it just like like yeah. the camera not even clap or anything no though? because it's I don't know some regulation, yeah, it's, we- it's weird yeah. and then um because even like say if we're jamming me and Taryn at least we'd kind of talk after but it's like this kind of gig setting but no one's in the crowd <laughs> and then when we did get to gig it I think the first time we played in front of a crowd was at Stendhal Festival in Derry mm. and uh, we were playing the stage and even though it was ca- kind of socially distanced I suppose I'd be careful with my words be socially distanced on a bike here and I'm um, being careful <laughs> my words for uh, everyone's sake um uh well, no, it was socially distanced in 
But uh, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it was weird. But anyway, we got to the point of it is we got to play it in front of a crowd. Yeah, and even though it wasn't like a traditional, as like by curious show, um, it was really nice. And I kind of realized from that then how much like I kind of rely on a crowd, whether mm. that be like two or three people in some Lord of the Rings team pub <laughs> in Southampton, <laughs> which actually is a story. What? We played, uh, I, no, it's actually, I guess that in a sec. I think, it was, yeah, it was. And, uh, but yeah, we played that and I was like, God, that was great playing in front of a crowd. And, um, and then I think after that, we went over, we did, yeah, this is where the Lord of the Rings comes in. We did three gigs in the UK because the UK opened up before Dublin. Yeah. And this was after the album was released, if I'm correct. And the first one we played, and it was a mad long drive and Taron was driving, so I can't really give out about it uh, in terms of that so thanks Taryn and fair play Um, but um, yeah we played in Setham showed up this venue it's called The Hobbit and it was kind of reminding me of Fibbers in a way where it's like this massive smoking area like way bigger than Fibber smoking area as well right loads of people in the smoking area like grand and then we went to play and I swear to god we were playing with a band called Parachute for Gordo very good band as well by the way they were in the crowd I think someone came in and left straight away but we played that and uh, yeah, so like I want to say, it's three people in Parachute for Gordo, the sound engineer who was really good as on sound. Um, despite that, so there was like four people, which is weird. So the moral of the story, if it is a moral, is <laughs> I preferred playing in front of the band we were playing with and the sound engineer. Yeah, in live stream, but then um, yeah, we did. I'm kind of ranting there, but um, no, you're grand. It's a podcast. It's the whole oh point. yeah, <laughs> it's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah, that was really good getting to play it again. Um, especially we played Portals Festival in London, which we're playing again during the summer. Um, which played like it's really sweaty because it was over three venues. And we played the smallest one, like a basement of a dive bar. And it was like, oh, Jesus, that was kind of the first one back, I think, where like it was proper fucking crammed. Um, people couldn't get into the venue because uh, I think it was Alpha Male Tea Party were playing before us mm. in the, the big venue, the Dome in London. And then across the road was the dive bar, Aces and Eights. And two of my oh, friends... I've been in that bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been in that bar. Well, we played in now. the basement of there, which is like... <laughs> uh, and um, two of my friends were outside. I think they were having a smoke before they went in. And I just saw people running from the venue. And then, like, once you're in, then no one else got in. So that was kind of the first gig back. Um, and touring the album. Like, we got to play the album songs live, like, and not on a, a live stream. Yeah. Uh, because that was really nice. I remember, I think, was it the last time that I saw you when I met you in Dublin Airport? Would that yeah. have been the last time? Yeah. yeah, and that was out of lockdown. I felt so bad for you yeah. when that happened. What was it? it was, oh, yeah, it was the COVID just fucking everything up again. Well, <laughs> that was even more annoying because I want to say just before that, like a month before, I want to say, we were supposed to do an Irish tour with Polymat. Yeah. Two days before I got COVID and I was like, I have COVID. Mm. So we had to cancel the tour. They were coming over from England reschedule that and that's like oh, we have the French tour be fine in the airport real early I like enter the airport early because Dublin airport's mad as well you don't know and uh, yeah I remember going into actually I remember going into to the smoking area first having L vape and it was, it was uh, Joe Joe from Scuston was there and it's like oh how are you what's the crack and I was like oh this is nice so now and then I tap on the shoulder and there's yeah. Barra <laughs> yourself and you were like oh how are you and it's like oh we were chilling out for ages and then I was like, here, I'm going to go to the gate early and then I was getting a smoothie. I had a smoothie and Taron rang saying he had COVID and uh, I had to get the gear off the plane. Oh, and then I was like, I need a, I need a, like some nicotine there. So I came back and <laughs> like, what are you doing back? And I was like, 
Darren has COVID. So yeah, that was shit. <laughs> you, got go, you got to go eventually though, didn't you? We did, yeah. yeah it was, was class. Was this the French tour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. I saw clips of that. It, was, <laughs> it looked fucking mental. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, it was really good. It was because we've toured France a few times and um, yeah, it was great. We got a French booking agent as well who was great. Everything was great. Uh, Taryn's dad drove us on it who was also great. Taryn's great as well. So uh, <laughs> just all around everything's great. great. Yeah, everything's great. It was actually like really smooth. I think with touring the album as well, like the tours we did in conjunction with this album, like it was all like really good. And I'm like, which is weird to say, there's always going to be one or two gigs at least, which aren't going to go that well, but that's just the way it is. And we're kind of used to that, which, and even at that case, the ones that weren't that good, maybe Barchester, but um, that was the case of like two people in the crowd oh, with a Kate Bush band playing. It was fucking weird. Kate Bush band playing? There was like a Kate Bush tribute act next door and then the promoter was like, what? We're going to time it. Uh, yeah, the, the promoter goes, we're going to time it. Um, So like, you, Kate Bush is going to start, then they'll take an intermission <laughs> and then you'll play and then like, when you finish, they'll go back on. So like, so we'd get to- go back on. So they were in the other room. They were oh, in the main okay. room. We were in the smaller room. So oh, basically, sorry, yeah, sorry, okay. what he was trying to do was get Kate Bush. It wasn't Kate Bush herself, but the yeah. tribute crowd to go in. Bear in mind, the crowd for that were like 70-year-old women. <laughs> and uh, I remember... Can you imagine? Well, you, of course you can imagine you were there. But I <laughs> and then it was like... I remember then at the end, went there for vape and the promoter was like... <laughs> what did he say? He was like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. And he was like, oh, it was really good. Like, I enjoyed the gig. And it's like, all right. Like, just in my head, I was like... There was two, I want to say two to three people watching us. I could see you weren't there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like a room that's like a hundred. I want to say it was a hundred capacity room. You can count the, the, or even just notice people. Yeah. Um, and then actually six, if you include the last Vinci, but, um, oh my God. Yeah. I don't really know where I was, uh, it was go- how we went there. Oh yeah. I was saying the tours all, um, went well. Yeah. It was actually like really good and it was all really enjoyable. Mm. The tour just gone with Polymath was very enjoyable. Um, probably my favorite band we've toured with. Who who are sorry? I don't actually know them. I did like I didn't mm. know them before, and I now I listen to them. They're fucking. They're amazing. Yeah, they're their latest <laughs> album. Extremely intricately layered mm. <laughs> music. Yeah, I think though it's the right kind of amount of prog, if that makes sense. Oh, like no, 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 I think they're great. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think it's like you can kind of guess the music there with the name Polymath, but. <laughs> they um but like they do it really well like to be playing something mad complicated but you can dance to it yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what i mean Which like it's kind of a weird thing to do like you guys nailed it pretty well as well it's like it, it, mm. it is fucking complex as shit but you can just move you're not kind of stuck into this kind of like um like do you ever listen to bands that are just so unbelievably dense that you're kind of your mind kind of just forgets that you're meant to be you know <laughs> yeah um yeah i in terms of us I wouldn't say what I'm doing is necessarily complex. I would say in terms of keeping time at loops, that can be stressful and difficult. Taryn is definitely doing a lot of complex stuff. There's 100% no doubt about that. Um, But our aim as a band, I think, was always like, might have changed a bit over time to this, but mm. our aim was always kind of like make people dance in yeah, a way yeah. <laughs> and kind of make it fun. Um, So I think, and obviously then we have influences from like, a lot of I wouldn't call us a mat rock band by any means or a post rock band. You seem to get tagged with that quite a bit. Yeah, and I think the reason for that is because we have a lot of mat rock and post rock band influences. 
And there are definitely elements of it without a doubt. And the fact that we ha- we're traditionally an instrumental band, that's kind of what we're, we're labelled at. But, um, oh yeah, like, but I like, but 100% our influences are bands like And So Watch You From Afar, mm. Alpha Male Tea Party, Adabisi Shank, Cleft, like, all those bands. And then even, like, post-rock bands like Mogwai, um, like, and, like, all those bands are definitely influences, but, uh, I just, uh, because we do sound, at times, sound similar to them. I think we do sound quite similar to some of them, but, yeah, why we're tagged as that, I don't know, let's put us, put us into label, man. Yeah. Take away the labels, bro. <laughs> now, but, yeah, I would, we're definitely influenced by Matt Rock, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, when was the, when was the, so, when was the gig that was in Whelan's Upstairs? Was Oh, that was the reconstructed album. That was fucking. That was an amazing show. It was great mm. to see because, like, I uh, no, I think I got the album there. I did. I got it there on vinyl, but I've been listening to it for quite a bit. And like, it's so. What you what I forget sometimes when watching you guys play is that Taron is on his own just doing the pedals and stuff. So mm. to see it translated finally in front of you, and it's a fantastic album, by the way. I don't know if I've already told you that, but oh, it thank is. you. But Jesus That's Christ, nice. to see it to see it mm. live for the first time was fantastic. That was that the first Dublin show with it. Um. Yeah, it would have been because that mm. was like that was kind of supposed to be the launch show. That was also at a weird time because it was weird. We kept getting gigs just cancelled and cancelled, and that night as well. Even though gigs in Dublin, like most of them, end at half ten to eleven. Yeah. Um, because a nightclub has to happen, but that was literally um the night where curfew came back again had to be finished by. Um, 11 I think um, but we were going to end at 11 anyway yeah. so it's kind of fine for us but it was a really <laughs> weird time because we sold that out it was upstairs it was originally supposed to be in the main room of Whelan's as well due to everything being rescheduled got upstairs um, and it was sold out as well but that was at a time and I think it's still happening to be fair where like bands are selling out gigs and people don't show up Ye- really? yeah is that a thing? yeah even that show- night why would you not show up? <laughs> I think due whatever, to well, COVID obviously yeah, COVID's kind of one thing I think another thing is well, there's so much on mm. do you know what I mean like since and people at that time though I think it was like when gigs were back people were like yes but now there's just so much options and I don't know speaking of hmm. gigs yeah we're, yeah, we're gonna you, I think you have a little bit of announcement <laughs> oh an announcement it's probably been it's well by the time this is out I think this will be out on Friday oh so. I, I, yeah it'll oh that, yeah it's, it's gonna be announced tomorrow alright okay today's <laughs> Tuesday yeah we're playing um five-year anniversary show of i'm so confused in the workman's cellar um which is a new venue um on the 10th of march presented by mcd and narrow records um yeah that's gonna be really fun and five years that is fu- it's fucking loot. nuts yeah like as I, as I was saying before we started like i'm pretty i'm confident that i was at the launch of that mm. i still couldn't i was like that's five years ago holy shit because I, I remember sleep coming out yeah i remember all that I, like and just being like what this is fucking amazing! It just I could not believe it's been five years already. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's really weird because every time I'm like, "Oh, we're doing a five year," and I'm like, I like stop myself in the middle of saying five year anniversary, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's fucking weird." <laughs> um, yeah, it's mad because I released two singles before that, and then recorded that EP. Went over to Macclesfield. I want to say his name of the area. Yeah, it was. the Edge Studios. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good research, Louis yep. True. And then. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, we Tom did that. Peters, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think Taryn emailed him because we really liked Alpha Male Tea Party and the sound of their albums as well, which Tom, like, 
recorded, like produced and everything. So I was like, I'll email him. And he got back and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll record. And so we did a crowdfunding thing as well. which I Yeah, li- I was going to ask yeah. you about this. I never knew that. So I, mm. saw, I saw that today. It was like, was it a, like, uh, I think Taryn described it in the interview that I was reading, like begging for money, but in a funny way. <laughs> that's, a, I, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah because actually i remember i that's really weird because i just remembered that we did a fundraising thing <laughs> while i was saying that i was like oh yeah we did that there's another <laughs> thing to talk about uh yeah we did yeah what? like a fu- yeah is the video still up there was a video yeah yeah it's on youtube i haven't seen it have now, you not seen I, it it's only i only learned that today so yeah that was made by it was in my parents house with sean smith who directed the music video for sleep as well uh, he came to the gaff and I remember just like trying to remember the fucking lines even of it. Well, yeah, that that was a bit of that was very fun. It was like <laughs> the opening shot. I think it's Sugar Beats the songs playing, but we're both asleep and I'm like facing the other way. And then Taryn's like, "Oh, hi there!" And then he goes, "We're by curious." And then I turn my head. And we're both in bed together. <laughs> uh, that was actually that that was good fun making that video as well. And it's a funny video, yeah. It's on our YouTube channel. Oh, I have to give it it a should watch, be, man. yeah. But like, um, mm. when you were when I'm so when you were recording, I'm so confused. Like, mm. did was it always the intention to make an EP, or was it just like we had for like you just were like the songs just kind of mm. came about? Like, was the intention to go out and make an EP, or yeah, because we had I want to just from five years ago, I'm trying to remember as well. But from what I remember, we had a bunch of songs. So we already had toi and sugar beats recorded with two B sides on top. Of that so it was sugar beats and caged first and. TOI and come on then we'd have, I think I want to say a good bunch of stuff and then we kind of picked the four best songs yeah from that bunch of stuff and we we're like we'll make an EP out of it and also money wise as well I'd say but I think it was I but I think it was intentional yeah because we didn't want to just like release an album straight away maybe but yeah it's basically the four songs of what we thought were the best out of a bunch of songs we had yeah. written at that time Still can't believe you did it in four days as well. Fuck, we did, yeah. Did we? <laughs> well, in the, 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 again, I, what I was reading earlier yeah. was that you did do it in four days. I should have done my research before <laughs> doing it on my own life. Uh, <laughs> that's mad. Yeah, it was four days. That's impressive. It is, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Because we did, like... It's actually, if you watch the Japanese puppy video that Taron made, he, he, like, he edited it all together. Yeah. Um, there's footage from Instance. from when we recorded that with Tom, like within the video, mm. and but I just remember now there's at the end of that video I really like because we did like we overdubbed like percussion and like there was even on the song Father I remember Taron playing on like a really out of uh, tune piano and stuff, but basically one of the overdubs at the end of the Japanese puppy video because at the end of that where it's just like the final hit, yeah, I overdubbed because they had a bit like. A, it wasn't a massive over-the-top Van Halen one, but, you know, those China symbols which you hit with a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That a small one of them. We are like, we'll put that on. And I hit that. But if you watch the video, the song fades out and then it goes to the audio of the actual video that, of Taryn recording me. And I just go, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff like that. But it was great. And Tom recorded our album as well. And probably be recording. He he will be recording the next one. Mm. But uh, like, um, <laughs> just the, the funny thing is, did you ever think mm. that uh, 
the um, fake news that it would become even more like it's aged like fine wine in terms of like he just got worse and worse and worse yeah <laughs> uh, in terms of that song in particular it's funny I remember doing an, an interview like sitting down outside a pub me and Taron with um, it's real weird was it Golden Plaque was it? no it wasn't Golden Plaque it was someone from Trinity from Tri- like Trinity College and um, but he was like oh, it's just fucking weird man because he was like really like he was like fake news so like the political ideas and blah 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 and like he was getting really like into stuff mm. if you get me and I remember because Taron was doing mostly answering because I was just like what the fuck's this dude <laughs> on about first of all I was like Jesus guys and then I think he turned to me and he was like oh yeah so the political things oh, fake news like with Donald Trump and being president and he's terrible what's like that song mean and I was just like kind of stopping and saying I was just kind of funny. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taron's up before that was just mm. fucking hilarious to put. Because I remember hearing it the first time and going, that's gas mm. that they've taken that out. I think in terms of that song, Fake News, it was a hundred... I think it was like, we came up with an idea in a jam because we had sample pads and I was like, we should like et, like do something with like Donald Trump. He's run for president and he is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just look at him. And uh, <laughs> so Taron, yeah, he sat through and like listened to his speech and edit it together so like you just me- literally messed with his speech to say stuff so it's literally fake news first <laughs> of all and then like the I think uh, the sample I am the worst president ever came from that and it's like ah, that's class it's, it's really good and then in terms of songs like Fodder that was obviously has a more serious yeah. element to it I think from what I remember the kind of idea of the samples anyway came from I watched some movie about the church and it's like that's fucked up which well, is Sinead O'Connor is. at the end isn't it from, from SNL despite yeah. the real enemy yeah I mixed in I actually and I remember recording those <clears throat> speeches and uh, or sorry not speeches samples and kind of just like going like hitting it just again and again but so yeah we sample um, Sinead O'Connor in it on SNL when she ripped up the picture of the Pope and then we um that completely ruined her entire career as well wasn't yeah it? Wasn't it, I think it was Bruce Springsteen that was the first person to bring her back on stage it was because I actually went to see the doc you know there's a documentary about Sinead O'Connor no is there unreal because it's okay. I went to see it in the IFI the one in Temple Bar yeah and it's basically following her from like tells a bit about her childhood and then from her early career up until that point until it that just point. follows that and yeah fucking hell and it's mad as well because it wasn't him, I forget his name. He's an actor slash country singer. But it was a Bob Dylan tribute. And she came out and they fucking like booed her. And, was um, it a... Oh, sorry. The the actual the, the, the gig that she came back on, was it? Yeah, and it was yeah. a few weeks after. Uh, but Jesus Christ, like, they show like interviews like of people talking about like... Including Madonna who fucking reacted horribly. And then... Madonna did? Yeah, Madonna. There's a clip of Madonna. I know. That's I had kind of the same Fucking reaction. The video for like a, like a prayer for God's sake. I know. <laughs> she said something about her. Yeah, criticizing her. But the worst was, you know, Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, he's a real I, piece of shit. Yeah, man. I, I saw. I've seen Joe Pesci talk about it on the same. Like he's a who was the host that night? Actually, of it, I can't even remember. I can't remember, but yeah. I would a hundred percent recommend that. And I think the main thing as well is that. She was right about everything. everything. And people knew she was right. And it 
I it's just know, mad. Do you know what's mad? Like mm. it's you talk to um by the way, uh, speaking of Joe Pesci, if you ever want a good laugh, uh listen to his albums that he made. Ooh. They're terrible. Uh, I love good, <laughs> terrible albums. That's like that's what my humor is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being mean. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But even like terrible. like I like my family mm. up north would be like quite religious and stuff and like my dad quite religious and you talk to people and I remember like one of the things that we we were talking about, we were watching Reeling in the Years and mm. the the thing came up and they're like ah she's just trying to push an agenda she's just trying to push an agenda mm. and i was just like no she won't like what was it like no to prove her to for herself push her own agenda mm. i was like no she was calling stuff out and she was completely right and even today some people are still just like what a what a, you know what a, a complete detestable thing to do and all and i like, think just talking about religion and i was literally only talking about this i want to say even to i think i was talking about it today um this morning with, say in terms of religious people as well um, I think like Alex Armand for example and he would not have a problem with me saying this he's a religious person himself he, mm. he's a practicing Catholic and I think with him being a practicing Catholic is um, what makes him the person he is and why he is such a good loving person mm. and why he is one of the best people we've ever met and Tyron would agree with that like he's basically he's the third member by Curious like without a doubt I think with him having such a strong faith is what makes him such a good person. And I think it's... How do I say this? It's like... It's when it's, it's, when it's an institution and like being Irish and yeah, growing yeah. up in Ireland like ourselves and what the Catholic Church have done to this yeah, country. No, like, And kind of like just that Catholic guilt thing as well, which has just been fucking sunken into everyone. That's what I have a problem with. If that... Personally, that's what I have a problem with is more of the institution and I'm not saying there's there's good people involved in the church and people there for the right reasons but as we know there's people within the church who aren't and just kind of kind of affected that on Irish society I'm not sure if that makes sense but no it does make sense I don't I like I have the I actually have the most I have the most respect for people who have strong faith and religion oh yeah like like yeah. as I said like my my like dad runs a Catholic radio yeah. station for God's sake so mm. but I have seen the other side of it where yeah. it's almost weaponized like exactly um, yeah which and is and America is an example oh, of that's we won't get into that <laughs> we won't get into that that's a whole other that story that is mental <laughs> but um <clears throat> speaking of mm. uh, samples as well um what was the, the the reason for using the um is it Philip Patan his name is I can't pronounce his name on the Japanese. French. The French lad on on um, Japanese puppy. Yeah. Um. To be honest about that, I'm probably not the best person to answer this as well. Mm. Taron would be able to answer that better because he picked. But I remember someone commented on actually the YouTube video I was talking about earlier that being like, "Why would you use?" Actually, first of all, they they, <laughs> they well well they said, "Why would you use that?" Like, what were you thinking using that sample? Um. But then. The next line, this is where they were like, like kind of being like, why would you offend people like that? I swear to God, I, I actually want to confirm this by, from what I remember, the next sentence was, that is very dangerous Tory, <laughs> sorry, very dangerous territory in baguette land. So you refer- he was referring to France, I, I believe. So, so he's trying to be... He's be like, that's really offensive <laughs> in, 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 a, in and he calls France baguette land. <laughs> like, man, like... I under like do you know like yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. it can be offended. I actually to be honest, I don't know much about that sample. I really don't. Yeah, I was just and wondering. I'm I don't because I know but the Taren I know the speech that. that it's from. So mm. I was just wondering what, why what? I can't remember. He's, he's um because I know that he he basically was the he was in charge of France during when they were Vichy mm. France basically, and mm. I think it's some like he was 
Yeah, no, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know, maybe, but he was like, he was definitely, he was definitely one hundred percent in charge of Vichy France at the time, anyway. As far okay. as we're, so I was just wondering why it was, why yeah, it was used. probably in, in hindsight. Well, and I think we've Tyron has said this before. Um, probably not the best idea to use him. Um, I literally like I can't. Re- I and I'm not just saying that. To be like, <laughs> don't ask me that. I'm getting out of this. You I just know. couldn't even remember. I couldn't. Can't even remember his name now. What? Uh, Philip <laughs> Philip Patan. I think yeah. he was. He was known as the uh, the Wolf of Verdun. I think. Was, okay. And by the way, my pronunciation is terrible. So. Yeah, I think that's another thing because just what you were saying earlier about like where we're labeled as Matarock a lot and stuff like that. We were also. I remember one in like our press kit that we'd send around was like political charged. Um, like samples and stuff and I remember Taryn saying this in an interview recently where he was like we're not where Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were laughing no, I'm, just, I, I'm just laughing this is so, serious yeah. man get your shit together I was I was I, Louis Theroux wouldn't I, laugh I was I, no it was just that it was I kind of had like a, I kind of had a burp from this, the soft drink that I was drinking and oh. then I just remembered Baguette Land it was just like <laughs> <laughs> so apologies terrible stuff uh you can keep that, but I like. I am keeping that in. Don't worry. Funny, um, <laughs> but um, oh, basically, I think what Aaron was saying was like because that has come up before. It's like, oh, are you political people? Me personally, I do not think I'm. I wouldn't I'm consider not, you political. No, no, I don't think I'm not interested in politics. I'm interested in different areas. I think which might get aligned with politics, like say mental health and stuff like that. But that's more a personal mm. issue and my experience with it. And people being like, yeah, I don't know. They were like, how do you feel? And Taryn basically saying, I don't think... It was something along the lines, probably misquoting Taryn here. It was like, I don't feel like we're the best people to kind of talk about that s- stuff. And I we don't feel that comfortable. I don't yeah, that's feel fair that enough. comfortable. Um, it's funny, like, but sure, it's even like going mm. back to like the fake news thing where people yeah. try and kind of tell yeah. like an even deeper meaning out of it when it's just like, we just thought the guy was mad. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think like, in terms of people being like, they're looking for a deeper meaning or they might feel a deeper meaning towards it. I think that's another great thing about music though. I was going to say, that's just an added quality of music. Yeah, where people can interpret things a different way. So that's, that's great that they're like, some people might be thinking more but we're just like, ah, it's funny. (laughs) But um, but then also then to kind of, would say the album we just released, we kind of specifically like reconstructed, we specifically explained what it was about or what, what, or even a probably better way of putting that is like written during a time we were going through and I think reasons for that as well and I kind of talked about that a lot in interviews was kind of a therapeutic way for me to do that mm. if that makes sense like it was kind of helped me to talk about my experience with psychosis and like kind of make an open conversation about it make it less stigmatized and not that I'm fucking bono as you can tell but <laughs> like Maybe someone will see that because I know yeah. I've seen a band and I've seen bands who have, I don't know, mentioned that and naming it as well. Do you know what I mean? Not just like, I've I struggle with my mental health. Like they're actually naming the word psychosis or psychotic episode or even schizophrenia and that kind of thing where someone might see that and mm. be like, oh, like that person's going through that as well. And they have just released a cool album. <laughs> it yeah. might help them. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly so what you So therapeutic mean, yeah. for me. And I feel like, I don't want to, tell how Taryn felt of it but I might have been ter- therapeutic for Taryn as well for me to talk about that things so and to hear me talking about it because he would have been with me through that in well, fairness but like it, 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 to be fair though it always does help talking about it I would imagine yeah. in, in a, in a constri- like especially like in a creative sense mm. of just trying to kind of wrap your head around it even further than just 
you know, the like in a creative sphere. Like even one of the things that I, I thought, mm. um, like I personally don't know much about psychosis now. I, I, mm. I wouldn't. Uh, but I thought even the structure of your music videos that you had, like the kind of like, how did the art uh, artistry go into making those? Was that like, was did you, was that you and Taryn or? Yeah, it I was, f- it was basically after I'm forget, I'm actually after forgetting the person's name, but I think Taryn vote, he did a post on Facebook, like would anyone be help, help us create like kind of a concept of this thing? And we kind of had a concept. So that's mm. in three parts, those three yeah, singles. Yeah, yeah. So it even says part one, part two, part three. So we came with that concept. That person, they helped us do it and they were going to direct it. But then due to other commitments, they couldn't. So we got Shane Serrano. Okay. Um, it's in the band Fox Jaw from Limerick. Uh, big, great director. And he goes under crew.ie. And he kind of, he he did help with it as well. And then, um, and then he directed it and he didn't. Like, literally, I mean this. And he is the best, like, in terms of director like but they came out fantastic it's though. also the thing where he makes you feel I mean unbelievably comfortable like I'm just even thinking like he'd be recording you and the song would be playing on a track and he'd I don't know I remember I think it was Aaron Aaron McGillick um, was it him yeah he was like doing a scene where he's he's drinking the can video dance and he'd be like yeah go a bit crazier yeah keep going and then he'd start spraying him with water <laughs> and then he'd be like yeah keep doing but he'd be like are you be like yeah pour the can all over you but like he'd say in a very calm manner and he would make people do these things yeah, while yeah, feeling yeah. comfortable obviously but that it was so he really brought it to life and then we did a live session from audio tree it was all recorded in display studios as well with tom um tom lee who's great as well who tom lee directed um the audio tree session which was basically like the video uh, with us playing and, oh, and in a live setting um so yeah, I've I have kind of gone off on one there, but yeah, crew.ie, Shane Serrano, and directed those three mu- music videos, and Tom Lee from Display Studios, where it was shot, directed the audio tree session. But yeah, mm. it was a concept, and was based on the album, yeah. Mm. And I think it came out pretty well. Oh, they came out fantastic. I remember seeing the first one. It was mm. Palapa, ba- uh, I can never pronounce that word, fuck's sake. Palapa Lapa. Palapa Lapa. Was that, the, that was, was the first single, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it yeah, was. I remember seeing the video for that and just going, fuck. Yeah. And such a fun song as mm. well, but you're like when you know because I remember seeing your you made a post about about this is what the album is about it was yeah. just like holy shit where the hell is this gonna go <laughs> yeah I think um, yeah <laughs> part one so I'll I'll describe it to you part one yeah. I'll try and do it quite simply as well part one blah 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 just the videos now is like the kind of manic I would say it's also I also have my own interpretations of the songs hmm. Which they might, we might mess there. Do you know what I mean? So that yeah, ties yeah, back yeah, into exactly what you mean. Yeah. saying earlier, where like someone's looking at fake news as this politically charged <laughs> song when it's just us being funny. <laughs> I also have my own interpretation of our own songs, which is a really weird thing to say. And then that changes in times, real weird. But then, um, part one, Lapa Lapa, yeah. the audiobook. Um, part one, <laughs> that was like the party kind of manic stage where I would've, we would have been going to pubs a lot. Um, I would have been, and Taryn as well, we would have. I don't know, more kind of party. It's a party song. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. is like a fucking load of lads in the pub. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sang better by Tom, Alex, and Taryn in the studio, <laughs> in Trapdoor Studios in Liverpool. That's the party kind of manic thing, which you get. This is from my point of view. Which, that manic kind of upbeat that you get from going... Well, before I went into a psychotic episode, then part two... Deconstructed is kind of come down, I would say, and kind of even 
the kind of like up and down kind of moods of psychosis and uh where shit's kind of starting to hit the fan it's all a bit over the place Empire three, I think it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> We're all totally fucked. Our stuff is just pure fucked, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of, it was kind of those three. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, um, it's 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 mad. Like the last time you guys were on, yeah, with the album, I was mm. like, "So what are you guys working on?" They're like, "We can't talk about yeah. it." And I was like, "I know what it is." <laughs> I think that thing as well, which me and Taryn were kind of talking about the other day, it's kind of because you know, especially going to BIM and music business even just watching other bands there's this whole thing with bands where it's kind of like you have to be mysterious and Mm. like you have to be mysterious and I remember even talking to people like same conversation nothing to do with like a podcast and interview and I'd be like oh what like you know you're just asking them because you're a other musician I remember one time being like someone um oh what like what are you doing it's like oh we can't really talk about it now and I'm like I'm not like a fucking journalist. <laughs> I'm not gonna go on Twitter and talk about no offense to whoever this person was. <laughs> this person who probably doesn't even have a social media platform. No one knows who they are and be like, you never guess what? This unknown artist <laughs> is releasing an album. Um But yeah, that whole kind of mysterious thing is like, oh like even like when we're announcing the we're about we're gonna we were doing the announcement of an announcement the gig. Yeah. I literally wrote in the post an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> Hashtag announcement. Because it's just funny, like that whole big thing's yeah. coming. <laughs> I do get it though to a degree, because you want you want to do a good press campaign and you want it to be received well and do it right. But basically what I was what I was gonna say there was me and Taryn were talking about like we're kinda sick of that whole like too cool for school and like do you know what I mean by I that? I know what you mean. Where it's yeah, like too yeah. cool for school where it, I don't me personally I relate more to bands that are relatable. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah it, it's very hard to mm. deal with a band when like do you ever see like it's one thing like I used to be one of these guys that would watch interviews of bands mm. all the yeah, time. Yeah same yeah. And one of the th- do you ever see like a band that comes on and they're just like they don't like a band like, it could be an off day or something but they're just constantly trying to be like I don't know if the word's deep or whatever but they're mm. just not giving anything at all and you're kind of like it kind of makes it hard for me to yeah. relate to I some- understand that to a certain degree if it's like well if they're trying to be deep that's a whole like on for the sake of being deep that's different but say like given one word answers I understand that like I've been guilty the past because sometimes it's like it, you, like for example now I'm talking loads because I, I know yeah, yeah. I know you Barra we have <laughs> talked many a night and I, I know you so I'm comfortable in talking to you it's also that thing where, say, in a band setting where they're like, oh, this, and you're kind of like, I don't know, like, this is real weird. Like, why are you asking questions about me? Do you get what I mean? Well, I didn't mean, I didn't mean like okay. that. Like, because like, yeah. I do, like, not everybody is as fucking talkative as I am. So okay. I do understand that bands can have an off day. But mm. when they're intentionally being, yeah. you know, that's, I get that's you. what I meant when they're intentionally being yeah. like that. And then it's just kind of like, it's funny. I used to always kind of have this, I, my mindset has kind of changed, but be like, leave your ego on the stage kind mm. of thing. Where it's like, leave that, get it out, and then be sound when you get off stage. But now I've gotten to, I have a slightly different approach. It's like, don't, like, fucking throw your ego out the window on stage if you get to me. If you get me. Yeah, so yeah. take out, because your ego, like, everyone has an ego. That's going to hold you back as well. And it's that whole thing of not giving a fuck. And I think stuff like that, where it's like, leave your ego on the stage, is an excuse for dickheads. Like, oh, ego yeah. is such a used word. Where it's like, oh, they're just like, they're an artist. Or you go. It's like, just be sound. Like, don't be a <laughs> dick. Like, it's not It's not that hard. I understand that touring can be tiring. It can be that. And I can understand if you don't really want to talk to someone and things like that. But in terms of just 
with the bit of experience, not too much like as <laughs> other bands, but with the bit of experience I've had with touring, it's not that hard to be nice uh, and not be a dickhead. I know exactly. And there's so mean. much excuses for people being dickheads. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. I remember there was a band, I'm not going to name them now, but there was yeah, a band yeah. that I saw and like the singer was clearly doing a character on stage, hmm. like, you know, having a smoke and performing and all this kind of carry on. And then after the show, I was just like, that was amazing. And they just went and blew the smoke on my face. And I remember just <laughs> turning around and looking at my friend and I was just like, what the fuck was that about? And I just, and I yeah. said it again and they did it again. It's just like, there's no need for that at no. all. <laughs> I think that's another thing, just that word used, their character, where you hear these like, there's an act from Dublin and I'm not, I won't mention their name, but they released an apology a while ago where it's like, we are playing characters. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention them, but it was like, we're playing characters and the role we are playing represents our characters. But I thought about that and I was like, it must be so fucking tiring because I can understand if you're an mm. actor or like in a play or a movie you're playing, but when you're creating something like music or say art, for example, as you know, mm. it must be very tiring to be like, oh no, like I'm playing a character the whole time. Like say in a torn set and if you're playing a character night after night, oh. I think what you, I remember actually I've been watching all that Justin Hawkins YouTube channel, which I, have you seen that? No amazing because i find with a lot of like say music podcasts are like critiquing stuff like critics it's very like elite and like yeah. oh that's terrible like why would they do that like and like i just find it very like like fucking music elitist kind of stuff and like my opinion's the best and even though they're always like well it's my opinion man it's like <laughs> you're just coming off as a dickhead yeah. in a way if that i just kind of rubs me the wrong way where Justin Hawkins is real good. He reacts to stuff that he he's not too familiar with, but he always comes out with something positive, which I love. Like, who, sorry, who is Justin Hawkins? Do you remember sorry. the singer in the darkness? Oh, fuck off, really? Man, Justin Hawkins rise again. They're brilliant, by the way. They live. are, they're great. And I met they're them as well live. after I played the Olympia when they just got back together and they were sound. Lovely, good to Lovely. hear. Lovely. That's what you want to hear as well. Yeah. Like, I've met a few very big bands. Yeah. And it's only on one occasion where one of them was very well not very rude but mm-hmm. just very stand-up but even i remember meeting lacuna coil and they were just like oh. hello everybody like hello they were <laughs> so it. nice yeah. like, <laughs> that's good <laughs> they were so nice. i was that's the whole good. band in like yeah. you're, you're going and they're just like it was like oh we love you and they're just like oh yeah and then just each member that you get to like the drummer guitar everybody was just like thank mm. you so much for watching us this was great <laughs> it was yeah. fantastic i think in, in terms of that yeah because before that yeah i i have met like i'm not i'm not saying in a band yeah, yeah, yeah. setting like i go to gigs all the fucking time mm. And I used to be that kid who would like wait outside the side door Olympia. And I remember kind of up until I, I want to say up until that point, like very much meeting someone from a band. It was kind of like photo. All right, next photo, next hour. They'll sign something next. But I remember that really well. It was me and my friend Andy and we're outside the Olympia and they came out, I mean, more or less straight away after the gig. Wow. And then we were there, and we were there. <laughs> and then I remember and we were like 16, 15 at the time. Andy's mom was ringing and he's like, mom, I'm meeting the darkness. And Dan Hawkins, who's the lead guitar player, player, Justin Hawkins' brother, grabbed the phone. And he's like, hello. Yes, you Andrew's mother. And he's like, yes, he'll be with you in a bit. Yeah, this, yeah, this is Dan Hawkins from the... And I was just like, I was just like, this is mad. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And they were like the biggest they were, band. Man, they were fucking huge. Yeah, I don't think point. people remember how big they were. Oh, they were I also think it's very... Because I think Justin, he's open about it. And his, he also does kind of blogs on it. Like he, he's an addict and stuff. And he's very open about that. And I think coming from that kind of fame like you just said yeah and coming down from that and the stuff he's been through he's a very positive outlook on stuff 
But anyway, I think the point I was getting to, <laughs> what Just Knox I was against, great. He's, I remember him talking about like playing live and he was saying it's basically yourself or an exaggerated version of yourself, mm. which need to come out good or bad. And I think that's a good way of looking at it. Instead of this whole like, I'm a character, I'm playing a character, like that's just f- like, and then you get mixed up within that fucking character. And it's like, am I this character? Like, what? Yeah. I just find it like. <sighs> The only example I can really think of is maybe David Bowie when he Ziggy Stardust or Slipknot or Kiss, where they literally wear a mask and makeup. But damn, it's just I would just find that I just find that a really weird thing. This and especially when the word character and the way you use it, it's like you know blowing a cigarette and say it's like character is almost basically a polite way of saying they're oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you. Yeah. Mean. But it's like it's. I remember um, <laughs> there's a friend of mine now who's an actor. Yeah. And we were talking about method acting and how yeah. far you can go with it. And mm. I was like, nowadays when you hear somebody method acted <laughs> for a uh, for a TV show or a film or something, it just sounds like they were a bollocks for the entire shoot. No, that's like, real weird you said that. I rewatched the Jim and Andy documentary. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. I rewatched it, but... Um, yeah, man, he must have been a nightmare to be around yeah, during that documentary, I know. during that film. <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched that the other night, but he even says it himself. He was like, after he finished that, he was like, I don't really know, like it really affected him. Yeah. That's in terms, I don't know, I'm not an actor, but, but or am I? But he really went far with it, because, like, even, like, Annie Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, where they used to have mm. the on Letterman and stuff, like, that that was pre-planned. Yeah. And then when, when Jim Carrey meets up with Jerry Lawler, he's just an asshole yeah, to him, and he, because he's not aware that it, it's, yeah, it was, it's a bizarre thing. It's bizarre, and in terms of doing that in, like, a, music, a musical, where you're, like, especially original music, where you're creating your own, t- I just, I maybe understand from an acting point of view because you're literally playing a character but when you're writing something that's this sounds fucking cheesy but I don't care writing something and performing something that is that you have written and given and I mean like oh it's a character it's like that fuck yeah. off I just I don't really I think it, it, for me it only really works with bands like say like Guar or something like that or like you know who are dressed up in fucking outfits yeah. and all that kind of carry on or which I like and I it's actually I was watching an interview that came up suggest on YouTube of Johnny Martin who is a bass player from LA Guns who I was on tour with he's a lovely guy and he was saying in the interview and I actually I do agree with him where it's like when I was growing up you know bands were um, it's like bands were like you know superheroes like whoa look at them look mm. at them but and I do I remember like when I saw Metallica for the first time and I'm on I was like fucking 12 and I managed to get a pit pass and Lars Ulrich coming oh, out Jesus. throwing sticks and being like that like I want to fucking do that yeah. and that was a clicking moment and that's like this fucking superhero and you're looking up at your neck tilted up in Marley Park I was about to say it was the Marley Park gig With, Slipknot and Tenacious D wasn't it? It was just Tenacious D just and Tenacious I, D I think so there might have been someone else yeah. but um, that gig and but basically what Johnny was saying like they were superheroes I don't think bands can achieve that anymore, especially with social media as well, where it's like, you know everything a band's doing. There's none of that mysterious thing. Good point, actually. Yeah. yeah, bands can't do that. But also, as well, I think it's, it's like, I love bands who are fucking superheroes, like, say, Metallica. Yeah. Then I also love bands who I know personally are locally, like, New Secret Weapon. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, how do I say this right? I think bands and what I was saying about this kind of whole thing started about bands being relatable. I think, and especially now when I was younger, because that's when I was discovering music. Whoa, what the hell? I think it's just more bands you can relate to because I can't relate to Batman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or super, what do you, you mean? Get, do you get what I mean? But like, it's like, 
those bigger guys and it's like oh that's great but then like when I saw heard about Gilliban for the first time and it's like oh Iggy Pop's playing them that's mad they sold out Fricker Street and they're from down the road like that was way yeah, yeah. that was very in, just as influential if not more influential than me than seeing Lars Ulrich fucking being Lars Ulrich yeah. you know um, so I don't think I think it's important to have bands who are like godlike or no that's fucking that's lame not godlike <laughs> not that at all I know what you no mean. one there's, is a god there's, there's, there's bands Jesus that Jesus Christ himself it, it, <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is good to have band like like uh, it is good. Like I remember seeing mm. the likes of like Black Sabbath walk yeah. on stage and just being like, "Fuck, it's Black yeah. Sabbath!" Just to have like that's unbelievable. You, you cannot beat that feeling of being at a big gig where the lights go out and that band you love walks yeah, on yeah. the stage. But I think it's like bands. Are, I don't know, and it's such a. I understand that like kind of like whoa thing, but you can also get that from people you are related, mm. and, and it's way more inspiring yep. because like you see. Gilliband you were from Dublin I went to school where you're from and like doing really good things and you're like whoa I can do that where you see someone like Guar I don't look like the singer of Guar with his <laughs> but it's like do you know what I do mean do you not know who Guar are no I do yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> like but the yeah, yeah, Dublin yeah, 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 yeah I feed you to the fucking worm <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of crap. you ever seen him on Jerry Springer yeah I have yeah, right. he cool. goes you're, he's like you're upsetting our youth and he just goes <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry <laughs> so good yeah uh, <laughs> but like I just I don't know I just I think it's way more relatable which is a good thing and it's way more influential because mm. in, like David Bowie for example I respect him he's great but like I can't relate to David Bowie no. <laughs> I don't know there's like, very few bands that I can relate to it's even like when I remember actually mm. I just finished Ozzy yeah. Osbourne's autobiography and even reading it it was just like fuck it's like it's a great read but it's just like we're I have a perfect example we're nothing like I, I don't know there's nothing alike in this story Man, at all <laughs> I have a perfect example okay of what you said earlier about meeting kind of a celebrity oh yeah when that book was released the I Am Ozzy one yeah he was on the Late Late Show night before and it's like I'm doing a book signing Stephen's Green and I was at that book signing and <laughs> I was like great and I was like no one's gonna go to Ozzy Osbourne like he's a metal singer <laughs> No, fucking, man, do you remember the I Cube? I remember it, yeah. I remember that. And then it was Hughes like, and Hughes, wasn't it? Whatever. When Hughes and Hughes and Steve, 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 I think yeah. that's where Eason's is now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember queuing for hours. And they. I remember when we first got in the queue, they're like, I'll just write your name now, down. And then he'll say like, to Gavin from Ozzy. And then I was like, oh yeah, he's not doing that anymore. Because like, there's a million people, fair people. enough. But then it was like, oh, Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. And then uh, got up. I remember he just goes, looks up, did a half smile, writes it, and then it's like, next. I was like, what the fuck was that? I'm after queuing two hours of my youth for this shit. And that's there's like actually life video at the time. <laughs> which someone sent me a while ago. I was like, is this you? And it was me at that book signing. Oh, no way. Uh, someone like managed to record uh, over the crowd, and it's me and get my book We didn't, we didn't queue up now, but I remember standing smart. outside it and You're just, smart. just You're looking at him. Me. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Great book, though. It is, yeah. and I'm not a big book reader, I can't read, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember reading that book because I queued three hours, yeah. and it was great. Those stories about Motley Crue, man, fucking hell. Um, the story about Motley Crue, and particularly, do you know what really broke my heart, reading about Randy Rhodes and all that kind mm. of stuff, because I wasn't aware of just how him and Ozzy interacted yeah. at all. I just would have heard him on the, the albums and stuff, but like I remember reading the page where he died in a fucking plane accident that flew into the tour bus. I was like, what the fuck yeah. was going on at the time? 
the ex- the excess is basically the perfect way that I put it, just of what they were what they were getting away with. Yeah, it's quite mad. Did you watch the Motley Crue movie? No, I haven't. Seen the dirt, I haven't seen it. I read um, some of the book and I remember the book's filthy. It's yeah, because did you read the book? I've read the opening chapter. I was just gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. repeat the lines, no, but no. I remember <laughs> just being gone on my holidays in Wexford, never an unreal bookshop in Wexford. And I was go up to the muse biographies and I'm the first page and I was that first line. I was just like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> like. The heroin diaries is meant to be pretty sick as well. Yeah, I heard some of them works or not at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's supposed to be very good. But um, the movie, it's like, you know, it's actually good in it though. Like I, Machine think Gun Kelly, he is very yeah, good. Apparently, Tommy he Lee. is the best part of it. Yeah, but it's if like, you and Reading plays is is he playing the guy who played Ramsey Bolton? Is he in Game Ramsey of Thrones? Misfits? Yeah, is he playing? Mick. Who's he playing? He's playing Mick. Is he? Yeah, yeah Mick, Mick Mars. Mars. But um, I find it very um, I don't even mind place Nikki Six in it. Like it's just so like. This is the story of rock and roll. I was just like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> I do. It's funny though. Speaking of bands like Motley Crue and stuff, I, man, I loved like growing up. Like Guns N' Roses and Metallica are my two favorite mm. bands, but like I loved like, I loved Motley Crue growing up and I loved Kiss and I loved uh, Skid Row and those kind of. And then I got my first ever tour was supporting LA Guns and like. Yeah, I remember you telling me Yeah, this, and so. it's like, um, <laughs> I, I fucking love that music and I think it's one of those things, you know, people go, I used to listen to that music, but. I don't listen to it as much anymore. I don't, but it definitely had an influence on me. To oh, it had to. Of course, it would have to have. Yeah, in sure. a positive and negative way, yeah. but like more positive, I think. Well, no, how, how could it be a negative though? Because yeah, it exactly. got you into music. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, just w- one last thing mm. about how the excess of those bands. Just because Ozzy brought up, did you ever hear about when Ozzy saw the film? Um, oh, what the hell is it called? Turn it up to eleven. So this is Spinal Tap. When he went to see it in the cinema, he could not understand why everybody was laughing the whole way through it. <laughs> because he thought he was watching a documentary about a band he just hadn't heard of yet. Because all the other bands apparently behaved just like what they behaved like in the film. He oh, was I unaware that. that it was a parody. Yeah, I, I, that, that's great. That's, <laughs> so, that's actually, I didn't know that. That's great. But I have a few kind of quick fire yeah, questions yeah, before we fill up. So uh, what's the weirdest thing you ever saw at a gig? <laughs> hmm. A gig I was attending or playing boat. Oh well, we can do both. Yeah, oh, yeah. why not? <laughs> uh, let me. I actually want to think about that. I just remember one. one oh, of the, I can tell you. you I can go. tell you a weird thing that happened to me at a gig. Yeah, work away. Yeah. <laughs> so a weird thing that happened to me while playing a gig. I don't want to say weird. Might be that weird, but I remember and it was a gig you were at. And I don't do drugs. Single lunch and work. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Me and Taryn went, we crowd surfed, and while I was on my way back crowd surfing, and there's actually a picture of me, and you can see my face when I realise, <laughs> when I'm about to be landing on the stage, I can see there's a broken glass on the stage, oh God, no. and I I went in the glass, and I was like, oh, I kind of missed that, and I was like, oh, and then I went down, I got, I went into the green room of Workman's, and I was bleeding, I was like, oh, you would be surprised, there was actually a gig in Galway recently, was the, are you... Are you squeamish to blow? No, not really. Like I watch horror films all the <laughs> time. Gripping. I just, I'm just, I'm just like, fuck. That You're sounds grilling. really sore. Like, <laughs> there was loads of times I've come off stage and I don't realize during the game. I'm like, I'm fucking bleeding. Like, I, like <laughs> most of the times from like hitting my hand off a cymbal or okay. I have a broken stack. For example, um, a, a sound engineer when we played in Birmingham last time, he's like, oh look what I did to the stack. Like real casually, a oh, man. I mean, he had a. Fucking Fuck. god! And I was like, Jesus, man! I was like, Are you okay? He's like, I am fine. Don't worry about it. I was like, That's probably gonna get infected. <laughs> but like, I just have like, you can even probably see on my hands there. I have a few. I know they're probably healed up now, but I'll get cuts on my yeah, hands and shit. Like, oh, 
It's only in Galway, you know, I kind of noticed it happens, so that's going to bleed, and it did. Hmm. But to get one up on me, uh, when we were supporting and so at you from afar, in um, Workman's just gone on New Year's Eve, Chris, the drummer, I went because I was playing, like, this kid, and I looked at the floor, time was fucking blood stain. Like, m- I mean, like, big blood stain <laughs> on his drum skin. I was like, oh, on the skin! Yeah, oh, like, no. That, that's, that's metal, bro. And... <laughs> Weird. I don't know though. In terms of like weirdest thing I've seen, I there's definitely some weird shit I've seen. Um, so I don't know. Oh man, there's well loads of weird shit. I probably people have said weird shit to me at gigs or like you know us. You go to gigs a lot. Mm. One of my fucking pet peeves is like, is one thing people talking like I'm blocked out when people start fucking talking to you while you're trying to watch a band. Try- oh no no. Especially if it's like a sick. I paid sixty quid for this thing. And they're like, oh man, and another thing, and it's like. Literally, talk to me any... When I was at Sigur Ross the other week, it was gas. In terms of people talking, bear in mind, Sigur Ross, mad atmospheric, very yeah, you know, yeah. watching. You're like, well, there was me and Emily, we arrived about, I want to say 20 minutes, 15 minutes early in our seat sitting. There was a couple kind of behind us. didn't weren't talking at all to each other. And once they started, they just started fucking yapping. <laughs> it was like, you had 20 minutes. Like, what's so important? <laughs> Get the boat. Um, yes. I've seen, like, fights at gigs, maybe... Uh, in terms of just weird, uh, it's not weird to the hardcore community, which we were talking about. Yeah, my walk here, fucking punching shit. <laughs> yeah, when I was at Malevolence and Wheelands and Guilt Trip and Baylor, it's kind of like I like hardcore music, and I won two free tickets to Wheelands. Gave it a class. Love Baylor, great mm. band. Yeah, it's like I'll check out Guilt Trip and Malevolence. Baylor was grand. There was one guy kind of doing that hardcore. What the fuck is up, Denny's can't, dance? It was fine. One it. guy, I was like, oh cool, and I was kind of telling my friend Kieran, who's not as familiar with that kind of music have you ever seen the people kind of doing the elbows and dancing stand there kind of went up to the front guilt trip and I swear to god a foot nearly fucking and I was like <laughs> what the fuck and just they were battering people outside the pit and I was like fuck this Um, that's a bit weird hardcore I, I, well, hardcore dancing's a bit weird sorry you I, can shoot me and be like oh bro you're not no, straight I, did, I am straight edge by the way like, apart from my vapes <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I, I like I just yeah I don't really get like I remember yeah. I told you when we were walking up just your man who was like I just love going into the pit and punching someone and you're just like what like do don't you, go to a gym start do, UFC why is that fun do you know years ago I was My at opinion. A, I was at a gig at a, I I think it was a Bring Me the Horizon gig mm. and there was a big mosh pit going on and everybody was just going in just and having a good time and a guy tried to go in to break a security guard to go in and break it up and my friend thought it'd be a great idea to push me against him, but he pushed me like in the chest, so my head swung back. Mm. And I remember just going like, "Oh fuck!" the back of my head, and just being like, "Oh, what the hell?" And I could actually feel like two indents in the back of my head. I was like, "What the hell was that?" And I turn around, and the security guard is now missing the two front teeth because they'd gone into the back of my head. Fuck, man. And I was only like fifteen, so mm. I just fucking just pegged it. Um, <laughs> left that poor man yeah, to gather yeah. his teeth <laughs> says a lot about your character oh Barrow. Jesus <laughs> oh. I actually have a story and this is I think this will be the weird one because okay. it is weird this is weird <laughs> I think it's it's an, unor- it's an unusual thing to happen Queens of the Stone Age one of the years they played Tree Arena uh, Songs for the Dead that's not going to you know the uh, real build up but it was before kind of kicked in and Dave Grohl and Jacorin that kind of stuff and a massive in the tree arena like pit like you know where everyone runs in and security were in the tree arena there and they were in the middle of it like and people were going but before it kicked in I think I'm pretty sure it was Queen Stone Age I think this could happen at two gigs I think this could happen at Red Hot Chili Peppers as well in the tree arena one year 
right there and some guy runs into it and oh, fucking no. decks the security guard falls and then everyone just ran in and it was just like like that's unusual that is would be a yeah, definition that happened of weird. at Ramstein in three arena as well really, a friend yeah. of mine was that he said that just <clears throat> people were kind of going in the security guards eventually had to go in because mm. it was getting too rowdy and just these lads just started wailing on them and it's just yeah, like Jesus that's Christ like, <laughs> I don't think that's cool I think obviously no it's terrible <laughs> yeah no it's obviously not cool but people are like oh, security ruining fun and all like security they're there to stop someone dying exactly <laughs> Secu- and they have a very fucking yeah. tough job yeah. and they're there to keep people safe obviously there's bad people within security there's bad people and everywhere look at yeah. like fucking music there's bad people and like I think security get a hard time, but yeah, there. That's my answer. That's fuck. That is weird. Isn't that it? is very strange. Yeah, to yeah. go in and just deck the lad and just run in. Yeah, that yeah, that's no. weird. I could def. I definitely have a weirder thing, but it'll come to me like in three days. Okay, and I'll let you know. <laughs> Put it in on voice. Yeah, note. yeah, exactly. Uh, Along with the other thing. Yeah. What is your current go-to album? Oh, current go-to. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Trice. Do you ever listen to Trice? T H or I or C E. I've seen T H or I C E, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I've yeah. seen them live years ago. Oh, did ago. you? I saw them live years ago, yeah. Where did you see them? Download Festival. Okay. And were they headlining or anything? No, no, they were playing one of the tents. I don't think Trice, well, would be the kind of. Because funnily enough, because Taryn and Alex love Trice. And I was kind of trying to get into that new, their latest album. And I was, was like. It Download Festival? It, it could have been. been. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. And I was like, it's okay. Yeah, I was like, for I, a while, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, ages, and they've really like changed their sound because they mm. were like, um, kind of like post hardcore emo y kind of band. Yeah, but then it kind of lumped in with the new metal kind of thing at one point as well, or something. At the Maybe, yeah, yeah. They've ha- they have so many albums, but um, I was like, I knew I was okay. I was like, kind of getting into it, but then I was at Two Thousand Trees, and they were headlining the main. Oh, stage. really? They were yeah, yeah. And they played one of their albums in full. I forgot the name of it, but it's Image of the Invisible, and I really liked that song as well. Mm. Um, and Taryn and Alex loved them as well and I was like I'll go see them I was like I'll 100% go see them because I like a few of their songs as well and their drummer Riley um, he posted about us on Instagram about our album I was like that's my shit wow yeah it was um, so Ben from Alpha Male Tea Party messaged me I was like oh that's that's random and then uh, <laughs> it was like Riley from Trice just posted it was like oh and I was like Trice I was like that. oh they're headlining 2000 trees and then it's like oh cool and Alex our manager was like fucking love that band Taryn got really into him but then I was watching my 2000 trees and I was with Neve from Vernon and Jane and she was like what time signature is that in I was like what and uh, I was like oh yeah and I said no time signature don't really care if it's, I, four, <laughs> 4 4 is the best time signature sorry to all you Matt Rock nerds out there but it is but that's like kind of I was saying way earlier on in the podcast about uh, Polymath where it's like I think I was trying to say like they'll play a mad time signature it's both sound like danceable and then 4 mm. 4 I was like oh that's cool that's grand, but then I was just like, there was just something about it because they're not. When I saw them live, it's not like say a band like I don't know Idols or where it's very that kind of running or like it's very like, yeah. you know, it, Ugh. which I love <laughs> about bands. I love like I mean like um that stay like audience interaction or like even interaction where they're running a muck basically. Yeah. But tries to just stand in and that was grand. But I was just like, there was just something about that gig. Where I was like, ah, I was like, these are great. Just clicked. Yeah, and then I started listening more and more to the album. It's one of those albums where it's like, ah, it gets better yeah. each time. Um, and it's funny because I can't even fucking remember the name <laughs> of the album. Uh, but the song Scavengers on it as well. I was actually in the rehearsal room. This I have the, my phone out now. Is this the latest now. album now, is it? Yeah, so yeah. I was just going to see discography. Horizons East. Okay. That is probably my go-to album at the moment. And I also, Emily, my girlfriend, got me uh, the... 
vinyl of it for my birthday. Oh, very nice. And it comes with 3D glasses. What? Why? So, like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Like, it's real weird. Uh, it, like, makes the artwork mad. And then, um, fuck. It's funny, I went to look at my phone, and then my phone, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that is my go. I would say that's my go to album. I'm listening to a lot of The Bronx as well. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you about when I saw The Bronx shaved live? Shaved head thing. Oh, Jesus. Know, yeah. yeah, the they're shaved great, head. Man. They're so good. I mean, listen, I just love what I love about them is they're just straight up fucking rock music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, balls to the wall. <laughs> and they admit it, like, because, like, there's so many bands now. Like, and they're like, Hey, we're kind of like a noisy alternative. It's like, you're a rock band. <laughs> Say you're a rock band. There's nothing wrong with saying you're... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly like, what you mean. People are so ashamed of like, oh, I suppose Bro- I'm in a rock band. I find the Bronx had to be like one of the most underrated bands oh, yeah. going. Yeah, like, you, like when I, I remember right. when, when I saw them, I won't tell the story yet because I've, I've definitely told them on podcast before, but like when I saw them in the Academy, I was like, Jesus Christ, these guys are just fucking balls to the wall. Nuts. And like, I couldn't get over performing in the crowd the entire gig and singing on key at the same time yeah, yeah. like 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 well not on key but you know what I mean like singing like actually singing and not getting drowned out mm. by everything else fantastic band yeah I saw them at Slam Dunk Festival one year oh, I'd say they were, and yeah. I was basically because no effects probably one they're like my favourite band I'd say of all time just very influential band for me in my youth and still today Um, they had a, the Punk and Drublick stage which was like curated by Fat Mike and no effects I was kind of saying there but then on in one of the tents the Bronx were playing and they were one of the only bands I saw on another stage because it wasn't clashing with anyone as well yeah like, we're gonna go see the Bronx and yeah man what a <laughs> what a live band like do you know what I mean no they're meant to, and I yeah, don't know yeah. if they've been back to Ireland since that gig because it was only it was in the academy too like but it just it is to this day like myself and my mate that were at it own can't still mention it as one of the best one of the best gigs I was ever they at. were supposed to play in the opium rooms you know oh, there. oh that would have been great and then COVID hello bye bye I, <laughs> I saw Godflesh recently in opium mm. rooms do you ever oh, see yeah. them uh, who was Sugar Horse were supporting yeah heard they were great um, they're great fuck me God, Godflesh were one of these bands that just they were so so they start off with just this drum machine and it's it's it hits so loud that it's actually vibrating the floor hmm. and then they just come in and they do this kind of like instrumental thing for about 10 minutes but um we were all going like this is the loudest gig i was ever at and if, the guy that was next to me goes he goes this is so loud he goes i can feel my balls swinging back and forth and <laughs> <laughs> um, the vibrations check out they're playing workman soon Who's sugar horse playing, no um scalping you listen to scalping no right up your street there um playing the same day as us at arc tangent but um, Arc Tangent this year, we didn't. We literally flew back the same day, didn't stick around. But Josh, who was the keyboard player in Polymath, stuck around, and I was like, he was actually just he wasn't playing; he was just there mm. as an attendee. And he was saying the best band he saw that was probably Scalping. So I was like, oh, listen to that album. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, they're playing in Workman's, and apparently they have a class cool S- Scalping, show. as in like removing the hair from someone's head. That's what I presume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the reason behind it, but that's what came to mind. Like okay. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what came to mind. I want my scalps. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, like mm. one of the questions that I have here is, yeah. um, uh, what was your favorite release of last year? I'm assuming the Thrice album was last year, was it? I think it was, but I see it's funny. I... I think it was yeah, 2000, it was 2021 okay could be wrong 2022 was last year by the way yeah man that's weird isn't it <laughs> that's real typical of me still we're only in January yeah yeah I'll, I'll let you uh, we can pass so yeah it's very early I'm tired stop bullying me um, it's fucking 3 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man uh, you're, you're I'm, I'm on the hot seat yeah, here yeah yeah you're being mean now 
I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so favorite album 2022. Yeah, I had a few. I made a list there a while ago. I don't think I have a particular number one favorite. Maybe I do. The one that comes to mind is Alexis on Fire's album. Do they have a new? Do they have a new album? Yeah, first album in forever. Is Wade back in them? Yeah, yeah. It's is all he? the boys. Oh, yeah. class. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, that's really cool. That's a cool album. <laughs> it's I should like, give that a go. Yeah, because I like we all like. I, I think most people know this on Boil Frogs and all that kind of Karen, but they're a fantastic band. I always find it hilarious that they got their name from a porn star. Really? Yeah. I actually, I had... It was called Alexis on Fire or Alex is on Fire and they, they she sued them over it at oh. one point. Well, she tried to at least. I am... Um, I wouldn't know that kind of thing says a lot about you, Barry. Yeah. Well, you know me. Like, <laughs> I remember uh, my mum asked me, she goes, how much useless facts do you think you know? I think it takes up most of my yeah. knowledge. <laughs> I've been doing... I love the Joe.ie quizzes. Oh, Yeah. Um, but then I forget the name of the website now but Emily's brother-in-law Steve told me a website which has you, you might not name it it's like it just contains loads of quizzes on everything well I used to do pu- uh, pub quizzes oh, like okay. I used to put my own together so I would have used it I think I know the one you're talking about it just has feckin like what Sportagle I could be wrong maybe it just has quiz after quiz after quiz there's a random quiz generator thing as well that you can do that just yeah so it would just pick and choose some from those I love so it. often I do love a good quiz but only at topics that I like I kind of <laughs> know about probably says a lot about me Sarah um, but that album's great because um, I don't know it's just fucking such a good album that then, must have been their first album about 10, 12 hmm. years no because they, they were going yeah it would be they were going steadily for quite a bit and then they just yeah you know. I saw them on their, their album Crisis right probably my fa- favourite album by them has like this could be anywhere in the world. That that's probably their most famous song. Could be wrong. Is that the one with the hands on the cover? Is yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that when I was eleven. Wow. Um, my dad brought me. My I was very lucky that my dad brought me along, or else I made him <laughs> more. Probably made him go to gigs, uh, from a very young age, and that he actually allowed me to go, and he'd come with me, and it was very good. And we still we still kind of do that. We went to we went to Slam Dunk Festival just when gigs were back uh, and it's real funny like we, we'd go see NoFX because I was actually watching a video this morning because it's on YouTube of <laughs> NoFX and the Carling Academy in uh, 2011 and my dad brought me to this and my dad only told me a year later that um, he walked into the toilet and someone was shooting up heroin oh jeez that's probably the weirdest thing my dad's <laughs> seen at a gig and uh, he's like yeah at a NoFX gig yeah but now I have a feeling this guy could have probably done insulin for diabetes or something. All oh, right, okay. Do you I, shoot it up into your arm though? I don't know. You Do tell they me. They have, the, they, they have the little. They have the little thing that shoots it up into their leg though. Don't they so not into their you're arm. saying a lot about your character here. But no, I had a friend who star I, named I, heroin. I had a friend who had a. I swear to God, I, yeah. no, I had a friend that uh, had diabetes. Mm. Had he still has diabetes, and he'd have he'd had it like this little tube that was I think it was a leg or a stomach. Yeah, I I had a friend. I have a friend. I still have. <laughs> you a have friend. a friend. I have friends. Uh, yeah, you do it. Yeah, in yeah. stomach. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, that was yeah. my dad's experience. <laughs> what he would bring me to. That would be quite shocking. I was like, what is my son into? Yeah, but and then like I I was even watching that video back, and Emily was in the room, and there's a line. Fat Mike. He was like. Hey, can you stop throwing bottles? And then he goes, if you have any ecstasy or cocaine, can you please throw it at me instead? And Emily was just like, you were 11 when you saw this. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I think but, one, of the, the, one of the wildest things that I ever mm. saw, I think it was my first time ever seeing somebody drunk was my dad took me to see Madness when I was like seven <laughs> in the in the point. Yeah. He thought he was just being a cool dad. <laughs> like it was. And like, as soon as we go in, I'm like, well, no, 
I must have been eight because my sister was at it and she was three and Finney, my brother was seven. But I would go in and there's just two lads with their trousers around their ankles. And this is when the point was still called the point, just dancing, just completely oblivious. And I was, and I like, again, like I wouldn't have known what a drunk person looked like, mm. do you know, or like I was. Yeah, and my yeah. dad just goes, just walk right on <laughs> <Yeah>. by. <laughs> Don't pay that any mind. Yeah. I think <laughs> just f- going to live music from that young age. And do you know that? I'm not sure if you still get it. But that feeling you get when you're going to a band you love, like you get that, you mean, like, if I don't remember your mm. first time going to see a band early on, like, oh my God, oh my God. I still kind of get that feeling. I still get it. Yeah. Like, like I will, the, the most excited that I was ever for a gig, I think, was to see Death Heaven in, in Paris. Mm. I will never, I don't even know how, I can't even explain just yeah. the feeling of just as soon as they walked on. And I got yeah. to meet, I got to meet them beforehand, which was great. But just when they walk on and he, your man, George, who plays, he is somebody that is very intense when he's when he's when he's on it like when he's on stage but I just I was like this is fucking amazing yeah. I, it probably was just me screaming going ah! <laughs> the whole time and just drowning it out myself and the best gig I've ever been to and it was last year I went to Rage Against the Machine I fucking yeah. I saw I saw your post about I got saw, to the barrier I know how did and what is it in Madison Square Garden so as well what <laughs> happened I was like I'm gonna go up to Madison Square Garden <laughs> and there was a bit of a queue outside and this is only like I want to say 40 minutes before Maybe maybe an hour. Actually. Okay. <laughs> it was an hour. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get into the queue. And I was like, stood in the queue, there I am. <laughs> then I was in half an hour early, went in, then they like would open the arena. We were there, and then the, like, this like manager, real American, comes out and he's like, hey guys, thanks for coming to the manager scene tonight. And he's like, so, just follow us one by one, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to get your place at this show. And he's like, just form an orderly queue. And people did form an orderly queue, no one was running. And then I just walked up to the barrier, and I was like, oh, that I had so Jesus I think that kind of that's that thing where like that superhero feeling that I was mentioned earlier kind of, do you know what I mean what like, did they open with actually just out of curiosity because uh, I can imagine, I, I, bomb I, track oh fuck's but sake. you know <laughs> you know that um, Zach um, he got a le- some injury in his ankle oh so the first gig they had back in fucking years man um, he jumped and he fucking like sprained his thing so he was away. sitting down for it but and he was like oh he's sitting down sitting down and but since I was so close and was mad because the band came on and these like two like security guards were like just lifted him on and he was like in the air, placed him down on like a flight case and another flight case and I could see it was like herbal tea. <laughs> and he was sitting down and it's like this wise old poet being like fucking like this. <laughs> but then when I get to the heavy bits, man, I swear to God, and you see that the counselor tour as well, yeah. probably for other reasons as well, but he was smacking his like injury going nuts and I was like that and after I was like that, that didn't help fucking hurt <laughs> that was oh that was the best but the Alexis on fire gig I remember he the singer is it George, George he got up on you know the like he got into the monitor the side monitor right in um, the Olympia then he climbed up onto you know those like yeah, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was in the circle he jumped from that to the circle oh really yeah and I was like what the oh, he's right there oh Ah, that was cool. So, Lex on Fire, <laughs> other honourable mentions that come to my mind. Scalping, I think, released their album that mm-hmm. we were talking about. Brutus. Do you like the Brutus? Yeah, Brutus are great. Man, that album. Yeah, Brutus are very, very It good. reminds me, actually, speaking about Sinead O'Connor earlier, Sinead O'Connor was in, like, a fucking heavy band. Was she? No, no, she wasn't. But oh. Brutus. <laughs> Brutus reminds me if... Oh, if she was. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Maybe she was. I Brutus don't know. Great. If anyone knows. Did you listen to the new Boris album? No. You should, I think you'd like that mm. maybe they're very very noisy I think they're from they, I know I don't want to say because I'll come across mm. as racist if I get it get it, get it, get it wrong think, <laughs> I'm trying to think last winter you released our album 
which is pretty cool. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. They're the ones that are coming to mind now. I have a list of it. I like Freddie Gibbs' latest album. He's cool. Um, yeah, lo- there was loads of class albums released. Yeah, last year, like. was, last a good year. was a good year. Yeah. So, yeah, I meant to be doing the episode with Zach Stevenson where we like go through them and like we, we talk so much that we have to condense it to three. And I was just like, oh fuck, I don't even know what three I'd pick. Like, what um, what's the best gig you were at? Would you say? Oh, yeah, last Charlie, Charlie. oh Charlie XCX in yeah. in Ali Pali was pretty fucking yeah. nuts, especially because we didn't know that it was a ten thousand person venue. Okay, uh, so we kind of we get there, and we're just like, what the oh, fuck? fuck? Why there was this big theater on top mm. of the hill? And we were in like the food stand part, and then we eventually we went in, and was, we just couldn't get over how big it was. And my friend Chloe is phenomenal at getting to the front of the front of the front of the crowd. So she just kept going, sorry, I'm just looking for a friend. And just, we were, we were right up at the very front. You can see me in the photo where she goes, thank you, Alexandria Palace. Mm. You can see my head at it, but that was amazing. Godflesh were definitely up there yeah. for sure. Godflesh was, that was one of those gigs that like, even it, not to sound like a douche, but like at, at, at the end of the show, like my friends that we went with were just like, that wasn't even a gig. That was like an art show, just the yeah. way they do it. Cause they're not lit on stage at all. You can't, you can barely yeah. see them. And then there's just this screen that just plays these animated videos of just, and if you know kind of like how absolutely nihilistic and, and, and that, yeah. yeah, it was intense. It's kind of like what Sigur Ross, um remind me of that kind of like, it's not even a gig. Sigur Ross was very different. To God. Like, yeah, but, but like I know what you mean. In terms of yeah. visuals. Yeah, it was, it was, because I think they only spoke to the crowd once, but your man has such a thick, brummy accent that I couldn't understand what he was saying. Um, Sigur Ross spoke to the crowd once as well, but not in English. Oh really? Yeah, he says something at the end, the, the singer, and everyone was like, "It was funny." It was kind of like, "Woo!" Like he could have been like, "You are all terrible people." And it was like, "Yay, yay!" What was your favorite album, Alastair? Did you oh, say? so there's a band called uh, Vacus. This band from the UK who have um, an album called what was it called? Is it Dreams of Dysphoria? Which I thought was brilliant, like a dissonant death metal album. Um, I love the new FKA Twigs album, mm. Capri Sons. Thought that was class. Cool. Um, what are some Little other Sims ones? album? I've heard bits of that. That is amazing. Was that out this year? Little Sims. Might have been. Man, I'm. But, yeah, uh, sometimes it might be. Oh, sorry. Now. Little Sims did. Because <laughs> I, yeah. thought, I thought you were talking about Sundays might be intro of it. The, the, the one that came after that was really, really good as well. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my Peter head. Can I. That was cool. Um, Venom Prison, I thought, had a great album this year. Uh, I loved the. Um, Oh fuck! The name escapes me now. Big Thief's new album, which Zach had me on, and like I didn't, I don't really like the kind of you know the type of music I like. I, yeah. It needs to be kind of full on. I don't like the kind of reserve stuff. That's yeah. just me. But the new Big Thief album I thought was brilliant. Um, what are some other ones? There was it was a very good year for music. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I have a playlist, and I think me and Taryn's top albums. We both made a playlist each of our favorite albums on. Um, it's on our Spotify, like, if you go into the artist playlist. Mm. But I'm just going to find that. Because I'm just curious myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Castles. They were a two-piece two band right. from England. And at 2003s, and my friend Jason, who I met at 2003s, was like, I'll check these out. And I went, and I was just like, it's fucking incredible. Um, Instrumental band, is it? or No, two-piece. They're both brothers as well. Oh, right, okay. Re- like, just very fucking cool. Uh, song from it I'd recommend what's the one Charlie Goes Skiing like the lyrics are right <laughs> Charlie well. Goes Skiing it's re- skiing oh skiing yeah yeah it goes skiing is it what <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's just a lyric and it's like he's a real like strong English accent it's like it's like 
some about buying beer or it's like Charlie saw an advert for beer and he went and bought some beer and then it goes into the it's great Russian Circles new album Russian Circles new album is brilliant yeah because I never really got too much into Russian Circles but that album Taron sent it to me and I was like yes what's the, 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 the Russian Circles album with the red cover mm. is one of my favourite albums to sit down and listen to as an okay, instrumental yeah. album yeah I can't the name at all. No, not mm, um, can't remember. It doesn't matter. Gillaband's new album. Fuck me, that was like because holding hands with Jamie. I want to say is literally in like my top ten albums of all time. Like their first mm. one. I do think the latest one. Um, I think it is their best album in terms of production and everything. It's just and that opening track is the most intense thing they've released. I think though, holding hands with Jamie just holds that special place in my heart. Um, I literally yeah. Yeah, Holding Hands with Jamie was such a good album that when it came out when I was in college our tutor who we, we were having a lecture on uh, like contemporary modern art or whatever and he was like we're not doing the lecture today we're just going to listen to Holding Hands with Jamie and then talk about it yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah, well, amazing man. I have yeah Drug Church's new album that's very cool I heard that's brilliant yeah, yeah it's really good um, God Alone oh yeah yeah <laughs> that was a fucking oh, to see it live yeah. as well was something else and I saw it live in well not the whole album I think Saw a few songs off it in Shanae and then I saw it in Unshot and just to see it in this tiny room which yeah. is the fucking the two I was at the Shanae gig it was amazing nuts. Were you at the Shanae gig? Yeah I think I was talking to you but you don't remember because you don't love me What? We met up afterwards Yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, That was, yeah, that was incredible um, Brutus mentioned that Freddie Gibbs mentioned that Do you listen Skelton. to Cloud Rat at all? Hmm? Cloud Rat? They're, they're a grind band. No, they're really Check good. Them out. They're really good. So they have an album. They have two albums out this year. One was like a a synth pop album, like a dark wave album, mm. and then the one after that, Threshold, was a back to basics grind album, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jettison by So Watch You From Afar, which I actually kind of forgot was released this year. I went to the album launch that in Belfast, and similar to what you were saying about Godflesh, they it was a album. It's like one long piece, basically. Okay. It's like forty minutes, but like just continuous. I went to see them play it live and they're playing uh, behind the screen behind the thing with oh, a string wow. quartet and we went to I see it, it was... in like in the Mac Theatre in Belfast and fuck me yeah very cool very different not even very but it's like Neil Fallon from Clutch you know Clutch yeah, yeah, yeah. he has like he says like a voiceover it's man man <laughs> and then uh, Polymath's album I have that on there as well uh, yeah they're that's a lot of albums. Yeah, there was a lot. What a good year. <laughs> good year for Neil Music. Still was, at the music. Like, it, it was It was just one of those ones where, like, like as I, I was just saying, like, I have mm. to condense it to a list. And yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck, what do I put in here? Because, like, even on my list, I'm just like, where's Charlie's album going to go? And I was like, oh, my God. I don't think she even made the cut Ooh, this year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, actually a very good year for music. Fucking hell. Even for Irish music. Like, yeah. um, do you ever listen, do you ever see Unyielding Love? They're, uh, they used to be a grind band. They've now become a death metal band. No, I don't know. Like, caustic as fuck. But <laughs> their new album out is fantastic as well. I think they're from Belfast. Cool. But yeah, no, just, yeah, it was a very good year. <laughs> yeah, in terms of Irish albums, Gilliband, God Alone, and, um, and, and so Watch You From Afar, where they're kind of the ones that just off the top of my head Skinner had a very good EP this year yeah, as well must, yeah I've, yeah I've heard very good things oh, Skinner of course Zach's a lovely fella yeah well like it, we I, the thing is like um, like Zach was in the band and then just but as soon as I started listening I was like oh shit like Skinner that, are fucking they're really good I just remember this because I remember being in um, when I was in BIM and I don't know I came in conversation but I was with Aina and I was like Skinner came up and this is when he released like an EP a good while ago and Nine or Nine posted about that and I was like this is class yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like this is unreal and he was like I was in and Aino was in school with him and then Aino wanted I think to 
maybe get to manage him or something. And he didn't. But now Aina's playing bass with him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because <laughs> I actually remember that, talking about Aina being like, this guy Skinner's class. And he's like, oh, he's from Minute, I think. Is he? Uh, no, he's Selbridge. from... Um, oh, Minute, Selbridge. Minute, same thing. Ooh, no, Aaron, he's from <laughs> Leakslip. 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 Sorry, but, uh, no, sorry. I, was, I was watching it. Like, sorry, Mr. Skinner. Yeah, the last time I saw the last time I saw Iron play, like uh, last time I saw Skinner, they had a, a saxophone player, and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder how that's mm. going to work." And then it was class. And then when Whedon's wants to watch, they had a violin player now, and I was just like, "Fuck, how the hell are they going to work that in?" And I was like, "Class." <laughs> When's do you know when their next gig is? Oh, they have no. They have one in the Grand Social, I think, coming mm. up soon. I must because I haven't actually oh, seen dude, them live. I, I would good. very much like to. Um, yeah, his lyrics are fucking. Yeah, because I well. remember that from the EP. I was like, these are very. Yeah, the lyrics are class. Very, yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, barriers are ones to watch as well. I I've heard if, that. Oh, yeah, fuck, I've heard very, good things. Very, very good. I've heard Clay Pigeon shootings. I know Luke in that band. Uh, Dara, the drummer. Uh, I've heard incredible things about them. Mm. Uh, I, there's a few bands I need to see. <laughs> And I haven't seen them yet. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bands you need to see, Ooh. who do you think is one of the most underrated bands going at the moment? At the moment. Um, oh, there's a good loss. I'm always going to be a bit biased. No, I'm not biased because I'd always thought this. Vernon and Jane. Don't give a fuck. Vernon and Jane. Zach took me to see Vernon and Jane for the first time a while ago for their album launch I think it was and it was one of those gigs where Zach was like how has this band escaped you listening to them do you know that kind of way and then saw them I was like fucking hell and I'm yeah I'm honestly I'm seriously not just saying that I've always thought that like as a drummer point of view Neve Casey is probably the best drummer in the country Um, and it's fucking amazing and here's where I guess but Emily I honestly believe like just incredible mm. I, I've power actually, of the voices everyone within yeah. Joe Curtis who's he's playing bass at the moment but he was he was lead guitarist he that dude is like I remember being in, in the Gaff and Bushy Park where they used to live and they had an electric kit and Joe was playing and was like playing around COVID time and I was like to Emily I was like has, did he like just start like learning that and she was like no nice no, playing for ages but like he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking incredible drummer as well like multi like that band and mm. I'm not just saying that are not just in Dublin are in the fucking world I really and I'm I, I want to alliterate I'm not just saying I really think no they're a ridiculously tight ridiculous. band ridiculous and but, like the song everything they really capture I feel if you see them live like every bit of emotion if that makes it like you'll go like it's like woo like you'll be like oh yeah I'm having a good time and they'll be like oh I'm feeling down and it's brought up yeah. like fucking incredible I actually the first time I actually saw them was at Knock and Stockin and they made a post saying overheard at Knock and Stockin am I tripping balls or do they just do a costume change and that was yeah. me yeah, that, and I was just yeah, like yeah. just yeah, that kind of artistry that went into the performance yeah. at a festival of all things as yeah. well is that fucking I think Mu- like the best kind of music is like I don't know bands kind of taking certain subject matters and they mightn't be the best subject matters and then bringing them into a place of positivity mm. and like creating a, that positivity and like I just I the fucking incredible who else do I think is underrated ooh that's a good question who do you think Let while I think who do you think oh don't fucking put me yeah, on the spot well, I'm not meant to be questioned yeah well, uh Oh, that's a good one now. Who do I think are... Oh, actually, um, 
I, I, I know it sounds ridiculous. Mm. I genuinely think that who are, they're not going at the moment. They're not so going at the moment. They're not going at the moment. <laughs> they're not, no, they're not good going. At the I moment. genuinely do think the Beastie Boys are probably one of the most yeah. underrated bands mm. ever. But I've been I've said that on like five episodes now. So uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, you dick! I don't get <laughs> asked questions. <laughs> yeah. um, another band that comes to mind um, is Cleft. Were you aware of Cleft? No, I don't know Cleft. Duo. Um, unfortunately, Dan, uh, the guitarist, he, he died a couple of years ago. Um, he had a brain tumor. They're a two-piece band, and just I've I've been listening back to them a bit. Like in terms of like duos, like that guitarist in um, guitarist drummer thing. F- fucking incredible um like i never got to see them live but like truly incredible band and very underrated um, where are they from i'm not sure from england i'm not sure exactly where mm. incredible band they definitely deserve a mention they're so much underrated cleft as in c-l-e-f-t yeah if you look, look watch cleft at arc tangent uh full concert for like if you're into that kind of Matty influenced fucking rock, like they are, they are the fucking best. Um, I think priests are very underrated, by the who? way. Priests, do you ever listen to them? No, uh, they're um, what would you call them? Really, they're hmm, they're very good. Yeah, there's a <laughs> band you actually showed me, not in terms of underrated, because I'm not too familiar with them. This hell, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lenman <laughs> was on. Actually, there's another Ruben. They're yeah. like they've such a culty following. And people who like Ruben are like fucking yeah. remember Ruben hundred percent. Jamie Lanman as a songwriter, Jamie Lanman, Fat Mike, and Rory Fryers from So Much From Far. They're my three favorite songwriters. I feel Jamie Lanman is the most underrated songwriter in the world. I, I can't remember who I was chatting to, but I remember he was doing a solo show at Whelan's, mm. and they were going mad that I had not yet listened to Ruben or yeah. anything, and they did, I was just like. Is it a big deal? They're like, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jamie Lenman and Ruben, I we played in Reading in a, a university in Reading, and I was standing there by the Marstons talking to her, and, and Guy Davis walked in, who's the drummer, and I was like, like I literally what the fuck? Yeah, I went. I was like, that's the drummer, that's the drummer from Ruben. I think I'm pretty sure it is. And I was like, turn you go up, you go up. He's like, all right, all right. like fucking relax. And he's like, hey, are you Guy Davis from Ruben? And he was like. I am and then his friend was like every fucking time <laughs> we go out and we're talking to him and he was lovely um, but Ruben like the three albums just they're three amazing albums and then Jamie Lenman his solo stuff as well I've Devolver that album one of the best albums he released an album recently The Atheist which is kind of a more poppy poppier yeah. rock album and I feel like he didn't just put his mind to anything fucking James so my answers would be Vernon Jane, Ooh. Cleft, Ruben, Slash, Jamie Lennon. I think you were going to say singer. Slash. I was like, he's not underrated. No, he's not at all. No. <laughs> Even though I, I actually, I, I like Guns N' Roses a lot. Big influential band on me. But uh, by God, no, no, he is not underrated. <laughs> Sorry, Slash. You know, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a mind. Like, definitely, I think Beastie Boys for sure. Mm. Um, Priests, I think, are fantastic. Or at least they have one, like, absolutely amazing album. Yeah. And then I don't hear enough people talking about Japanese Breakfast, but I suppose, like... We were supposed to... Su- oh, no. You were not going to support Japanese no, Breakfast. No, we were going to support... <laughs> no, it was another band with, like... It was... No, I can't remember. But it had Japanese in the name. We support a Tricot. That's pretty cool. There Are they Japanese? I don't know. I know, but just because... It's a nice little... Uh, what's the word? <laughs> um, name drop. Yeah. Yeah, did yeah. a name drop there. That was pretty cool. No, like, Japanese Breakfast, like, uh, Jubilee would probably be 
No, it is. I, it, it's my favorite album of all time, like for sure. Like Glass. it's just it. Is but that I, your favorite album of all time? Or, like, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I'd say anyway. I have a signed copy of it over there. I'm yet to frame it. I um, that's I that just was, love it mm. from start to finish. I can listen to it from start to finish. And every time not be bored. Like, do you know when you kind of get used to an album so much that you kind of go, okay, it's coming to this yeah. part, it's coming to this part. I think it's, I think it has the benefit of only being like, I think it's only like 34 minutes okay. long as well. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. yeah. That's but, a uh, hard, that'd be a hard, that's a hard question though. If it was like, what's your favorite album of all time? Of, well, of all time, well, like, well, at the moment it's just because I've been listening to it consistently now for about, I think it's two years old at this point. So I can go just like, it, it, it like yeah. I, I just know that I every time I listen to it I never get bored of it. Yeah. But um I'm not gonna ask you that question, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, folks. I was gonna I was yeah. gonna do the the last que- kind of question is so what's in store for By Curious next? Like obviously you have the gig. Hmm. I know you're working on an album. Are we able to talk a little bit about it or No, yeah. 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 I can, yeah. <laughs> um just a wee bit. <laughs> well f- yeah, so in terms of future plans, we have a few gigs announced this year. We're not gonna we're not gonna be touring really as much. We're hmm. definitely gonna be gigging. Um, I think there's three we're playing uh, Strange Forms in Leeds and Jamie Lenman's actually headlining oh no way which is fucking incredible <laughs> and I, I was actually meant to see him in Leeds and then Covid got fucked yeah. again fucking God up damn. fuck <laughs> sorry fuck you Covid <laughs> fuck you it really you forget just how much yeah, shit it fucked it like. really yeah. fucked up in terms of yeah f- fuck fuck off Covid <laughs> fucking sick of fucking fuck off <laughs> uh, I was supposed to see Jamie Lennon in Leeds and then COVID so it's actually mad now think about it that it was playing <laughs> in the Brudenell Social Club which I've heard is like one of the best venues in England oh fuck in Leeds what is it like another voices type of thing is no this, it's, it's like, like so in England there's loads of like all dayer kind of festivals right like on a weekend or like it's on Saturday and Sunday I think it's just like all day and they get loads of fucking mad bands mm-hmm. um yeah, so we're playing that in May. Um, I want to say, ooh, off the top of my head, 16th and 17th. Could be 17th and 18th. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what year I was earlier, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're playing Strange Forms Festivals in Leeds. We're playing um, Portals Festival in London, which is one of the, that's the one I was actually talking about earlier, where we play Naces and Eights. But we've been upgraded to the main stage. Oh, fucking hell. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, the Portals guys are fucking great. Um, re- like, really good stuff in London for like experimental, weirder types of music, yeah. you know. The good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. And so I watch you from afar playing that. That's always, they're fucking the bee's knees. I've only seen like, them the once in there, but they were fucking phenomenal. The, I think more important, they're like the loveliest fucking people. I always, I, like, I remember when we toured with them last year, just like Rory, the guitarist, like, he's just always in a fucking good mood. Who are you? I'm one of my favorite songwriters. Like, just like, but always so friendly. Mm. You know, after a few, he's just like, I, just that's like honest. the thing that kind of amazed me the most. Like, just, I fucking love that band. Um, so playing with them will be great. Um, there's, I've actually seen who's being announced next, which I cannot announce here <laughs> or I'll be in trouble, but it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. The, the other, well, anyway. <laughs> I'll let the p- people of Portals tell you that. Yep. Um, and then we're playing Wild Roots Festival in Sligo and get rudimental. Do you remember that band? Fuck me, that's a while back now. <laughs> they're, they're playing. That's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we're playing that. I think they're the only three announced so far. And then the most important one, yes, why I'm here. So why you're here. Yes, why I'm here. Sailed again. <laughs> Which we... I, we have talked about, I we hope. Did, we did talk we about did, it. We did, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. That's why we talked about 
the EP for quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then we yeah, yeah we moved on. We, it That's always, podcasts, though, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I liked that at the start when you. I was like, oh, I'm ranting. You're like, we're on a podcast. <laughs> Great. Talk as much shite as you want. <laughs> yes, brilliant. Uh, yeah, March 10th. It's a Friday. Um, in Workman's Cellar. Five years, if I'm so confused. That is going to be... I still find that And crazy. we're... I forgot to mention this. We're literally... We're playing, like, the four songs EP, but we're going to, like... We're not playing... I, this is the plan anyway. I don't think we're going to play anything off Reconstructed. Really? We're going to play... Possibly. We might actually... Just in case a lot of people want to hear Reconstructed. Kind of just in case we will play it. <laughs> we will. Um, that's the plan. But, like, we're going to probably play, like, TOI. Which, I mean, we haven't played that in five years. Which is our second single with Terry McMahon on the sample. Where he's, like... Talking about the homeless crisis. Um, in in Dublin or in Ireland in general and um, yeah we're gonna like playing songs like that and it was actually I was just playing them last night some of the songs it's, like, it's fucking weird so it's gonna be like <laughs> loads of old tunes oh, some we didn't even record we maybe one or two songs off what was uh, B-Sides and Bangers which was a live session we did on YouTube but it's gonna be just uh, 2018 baby like Limp Biscuit saying 1999 <laughs> but it's 2018 baby uh, just out of curiosity yeah. have you been to the Workman Cellar yeah it's great yeah yeah it's gonna there. be that's gonna be a great gig for you lads as well because there's, it's, there's no stage to it isn't there, it I think they've improved the stage a bit but I was there I played with a band called Swin Diver which is my friend Jonathan and Ben um, their band pretty cool stuff uh, I played there and Nerves are on the bill I think they were headlining but to leave early because I was tired. Apologies, but um, <laughs> played that and it was fucking great in terms of like I was using in ears that night and the sound was great. Then I was at the last Vinci played there. That was great. It's just an all round, and I'm not just saying this because I'm promoting the gig here. It's actually a fun, no, it's a lot it's of it's, it's a fun venue to play you, for bands. You need play. more venues with that kind of like because it's only like a hundred and something capacity. That's another thing to note. It's only a hundred tickets available. Get on that, kids. But um. <laughs> It's fucking is that great. That's all it is, is it? Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, we're supposed to liquor rooms. Remember there? No, it was a real weird venue. I remember it was like over, like a real specific age at the time. It was like <laughs> over like twenty eight and a half. <laughs> but I somehow got in. Um, I remember seeing moon. That is on. oddly specific. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that specific, but it seemed it at the time. I remember seeing moon looks on playing there. Great band, would recommend. <laughs> Stephen Gormley shouts out. Uh, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. No, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. That's the gigs that are announced so far. We will have more down the line. And then album two, uh, starting pre-production. Exciting stuff. Uh, for next week. Well, like a week from yeah, yeah. today. Uh, actually going on on Wednesday. Um, we're in Leipzig, which we're going to be doing it with Tom Peters, who's recorded our previous stuff. Um, and we're meeting up with him and then Alex, our manager from the last Vinci as well, and Narrow Door Records. Um, we're all going over and we're going to kind of find, like we have four songs we're going to kind of focus on. That's the plan. So that's starting. And uh, yeah, anyone who saw us on the last, the last actually, yeah, last three tours basically from the French tour and then the Irish tour, we did two new songs, which will probably make the album. Um, there's lyrics on it. That's different. Yeah. That was, like, as I said, when we started, like, uh, Zach was like, did you know Taron is singing on the mm-hmm. album? And I was like, I think Gav mentioned to me that might be a thing. And he's like, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. And he's getting, he's getting better and better. And he, I remember the first, he, I showed up for a rehearsal once and he was like, listen to this. And then it was like, because Taron would use, I think it's a Pro Tools or Logic. I can't remember, but 
he kind of programmed kind of a drum beat sometimes that he likes and he was playing with his friend I said like, that's class he's like and I'm gonna sing over I was like ooh <laughs> and we jammed and I was like fucking hell and then I think Darren's just really been enjoying the process mm. of singing and it's funny as well because I was getting a feedback you should get a singer you should get a singer you know it's like get lyrics get a singer and it's like uh, whatever and it's come kind of naturally it's not forced at all if anything yeah. it's very natural more natural than if we were trying an instrumental tune now <laughs> you know what I mean so it's a very natural program I, I told uh, you about process the, which I, is good I went to one of your gigs and brought a friend of mine from work yeah and uh, she, her she she was <laughs> like she was about uh, after like four songs she's like wait so they don't sing yeah. at all and I was like no and she goes what <laughs> yeah it's funny that the whole like some people just don't get it that's fine it just yeah. means they're not as cool as you and me but, yeah. <laughs> but some and people, that's the main thing <laughs> but it's funny because I yeah I don't know I, that's fair enough I don't hold that against anyone if they don't like it mm. I like it well, you, do, you, do you like it Barra? Oh, I love it ah, you, know it, you know I love it as long as, as, long as Barra loves it <laughs> you wouldn't be here if I didn't like rest. it to be fair <laughs> <laughs> nah but um, yeah it's that's that's the main I it's a bit different but at the end of the day it's me and Taryn playing on us playing our instruments it's gonna sound like by I think it still sounds like by cure it's just with another layer hmm. it's a bit different not too different but that, that'll be I don't know when it'll be released I don't know when it'll be recorded but it's in the works and we've a good bit written yeah 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 yeah. Well, I don't actually have any more questions <laughs> really for you. I don't know that was nice wasn't it that was nice I was enjoyed nice. I, like, I, like, I enjoy talking <laughs> to you about music Barra. you're very fun to talk thank to thank you I appreciate that and I also love talking to you about music that's good yeah it's very nice um, so I guess well this is as I said at the beginning of when we before recorded things, two things I hate <laughs> the intro and the outro oh, no. so uh, but thank you very much for joining me it was a pleasure having you yeah it's a pleasure being here uh, 10 to March yeah get those tickets mm. I'll, I'll do a, I'll, post, I'll post the link for the tickets when I put the episodes do you as well. hold us class Fantastic. that was really fun 